Still song I'm surviving has been like getting me through it. Honestly. <laughs> like whenever when people ask like, oh how are you doing? I'm just like, you know, I'm surviving. Cause I hate it here. Cause I hate it. <laughs> this year has been ghetto. Is it? It's a ghetto year, yeah, man. Oh, I thought you said New Jersey is ghetto. And I was like, Oh, yo, oh, yes. No, yeah, that too. You have but cookie been... kawaii there. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back to Bros and Murder. This week, I am Mariah Carey, the Queen of Christmas. I'd like to be a diva too. I'll go with Cher. I think I'd make a good Cher. Yeah, I, can see. I think I, I think I'd make a good Cher. Yeah, what are you about to do? Nothing. Just okay. <laughs> give an impersonation of Cher, but that's not nice. I feel like uh, whatever. I mean, I feel like Cher would. She would be flattered. You wouldn't even know. Nobody. Oh, she her. would even know. But you never know. She might know. If Cher no, listens just, to our podcast, please let us know. No, she's just like an ethereal witch who just has feelers everywhere. But she looks so young. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, welcome back to Brothers Murder, where we give you true crime cases of color music and commentary about Cher and whether or not she's a witch she's 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 a good witch not a bad witch yeah I didn't say she's a bad witch you're just in, you just I think witches are bad in my head mm. I, I just go straight there sorry witches sorry witches <laughs> so do you want me to go first or do you want to go first you could go, go first, first I went time. first yeah. last time yeah depending on how the episodes line up don't let them know my secrets <gasps> uh oh Time is an illusion. Womp womp. So, now my case is like, oh my god. <laughs> Battle got a new MIDI player. <laughs> and he's, he's breaking it out. All right, here we go. <laughs> now, my case is, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's more like sad or angering. Because I'm not a parent. And this story is really like a parent's worst nightmare. My case is about Quan Bobby Charles. So now imagine you're a parent. Battle. Let's imagine you're a parent, right? I'm going to be a parent soon. You are going to be a parent. Yeah. So imagine your kids around an age like 15 where they're out. They're going, they can like go out and hang out with friends and stuff like that. 
So your, your child's friend picks them up from their home without your permission, like in their mom's car with their mom. So the mom was with them and picked up your kid. You had no idea about it. Are they close? You don't know. Okay. You didn't know your kid's gone. The next thing you know, your child's missing and you're called an idea body. This is what happened to Quan and his family. So, now, I'm going to call him Bobby because he always went by Bobby. Quan was allegedly picked up by his white friend and, their, and his mother shortly before he vanished without a trace. And now the family says they are convinced that local county authorities didn't take his disappearance seriously enough because of racial prejudices. Like, they feel as though the local police aren't doing as much as they should be. Or, we'll, we'll get into it. So now, Charles was believed to have initially vanished October 3rd from his father's house in Baldwin, Louisiana. This is like this year. So he went missing on the 30th of October. Now, when brought to the attention of local authorities, police first just kind of brushed it off and said, oh, there's a football game tonight. He probably went to the football game. So there was no Amber Alert put out. No, like, search started. They just told his family to, like, chill out. So now the family later learned that Charles was seen by a neighbor leaving his father's home with a 17-year-old white friend and the kid's mom, later identified to be Gavin and Janet Iron. So now G Gavin later told uh, investigators that the two boys had spent the afternoon together hanging out, not at the football game, but Charles had left his house on his own. And I'm like, Janet, what the fuck? So you picked up this boy from his house without talking to his parent to let them know that you're picking him up. That's stupid on your fucking part. And was just like, yeah. And then, yeah, and then they hang out, and then they hang out like all afternoon, presumably into like the evening because, you know, they see he left around the evening time. Why would you not say, hey, let me take you home. I picked you up in my car. Why did I drive you home? That, that, that makes sense to me, you know? <laughs> So now Janet Ivern was given permission, was, was not given permission by the kid's father to take him anywhere. Now Charles was found dead in a cane field on November 3rd near the small community of Louisville. Coroners had confirmed that the boy drowned, which was more odd to like to where his body was found. There wasn't like a huge body of water near where his body was found at. Like not super close so that was kind of odd <laughs> wait <laughs> so he drowned but there was there was no water around not like directly around like okay. there was no like source of water like directly near his body there was like they could say like he drowned right in that puddle or something like that you know so his death is now being investigated as a homicide however no arrests have been made in the case the boy's family also doubt that charles drowned by citing his mangled corpse and I looked at the photo that was they put out there in the media. His, it's it, he looks he he's mangled. So in the photo, there's a gash mark on his hairline over his left eye, and while like the left side of his face is like swollen and protruded out, his nose is like swollen, and like part like there's a huge. You ever see hmm, Dawn of the Dead? Yes. Remember the first scene of the little girl comes into like the chick's house and like. Yes. Her like lips, her lips are all like ripped up like that. 
his face was like that like huge pieces of his lips and mouth were like missing off exposing his teeth so he looked pretty gruesome in a preliminary autopsy reported by the local coroner ruled out any but he said that those injuries weren't done pre-death he surmised because there was like fluid found in his lungs that you know he drowned first and that those wounds were done by marine life and aquatic life like things picking on his body stuff like that and his family and community say that like the photos tell a completely different story than a drowning because he looks like he's been beaten and that's what the, and that's what all that's what they're saying and by the photos he looks kind of he does look like he was beaten and it's i, I don't want to argue with a fucking coroner they obviously know more than me right but i don't know it just looking at the photo it's your heart just drops i'll show you the i'll show you the photo i don't want to see the photo okay never mind like yeah because they put it on their GoFundMe and it was like, and they, and they oh, it was it on a GoFundMe, on their GoFundMe, oh, okay. and they put it and they put it side by side with the that photo of Emmett Till. Remember that old oh, case of, the, of yeah, I know his beating photo next to their kid's photo to show like this is what like a severe beating looks like, and this is our son. Do these look similar? You beat the judge, and it's like those are kind of similar. So, speaking of the GoFundMe, their family is raising money to commission a second autopsy, which I'll post in the show notes. Because I think that if this family has questions, they have every right to go out and seek a second autopsy, second opinion. So, now the family says the results are bogus and they think the body, again, tells a completely different story. Now, the local police department, instead of like consoling the family, immediately combated this scrutiny and said that basically, hey, we're doing everything that we can do. We're following leads and getting evidence. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't feel like that's always the fucking case, though. Like, come on. Yeah, especially, like, this early in the case. Like, just get everything. You don't need to get everything first. Get all your facts first. Because then what happens when you found out that, oh, he was murdered? And now, guess what? You look fucking stupid. So, now, the county also recently announced that they had tracked down video footage of Charles near the area where his body was recovered shortly before his death. But they just see him there alone. And there's no indication that like anybody else is out there with him or what led to the death. Could he swim? Did they say anything about that? No one said anything about him not being able to swim. I feel like that would have been in some type of like if he yeah. drowned, they would have to say like, yeah, he could swim. He did not swim. know how to swim. Yeah. Yeah. He did not know how to swim. But since it wasn't explicitly said... I think it's implicit that he could swim. Yeah, he's 15 right? or 20, 20. Most, I feel like most kids in America know how to swim at that age. Yeah, I, I don't know. So now protesters are calling for the ousting of Baldwin's police chief, the mayor, and other like high-ranking officials because they're just tired of their shit and say that this. You say they're like li- li- using this to list out a long history of like racial injustice in the community, and they're like this is just another form of that. Like it's still happening and. They've been out there protesting and the sheriff's department has recently decided to like cut off any type of like, they're just done with it. <laughs> they're not talking to any news outlets about it anymore. They just completely just shut off communication between them. It's so sad, man. They would be. Yeah. So the case is still ongoing. The investigation is still ongoing. 
and uh i'll post the link to crumb stoppers in the link below because if you know anything and you're from that area maybe you can help out but it's a, a very frustrating case all around like i said before i think a lot of these issues with the family and police will be mitigated with just some transparency or communications i agree with you on that and like they should have a special department in the police like family like a family affairs department where you have people who are trained with grief counselors like you know someone who can properly be the mediator between the family and the police you know i agree with you on that i think yeah maybe put some funds towards like de-escalation and figuring all that out because i think someone that is good at de-escalating something could be good at talking with families for super traumatic events yeah yeah that was my super upsetting case yeah i was mad but then sad so i am definitely conflicted internally right now you're welcome for that i thank you (laughs) i tip my hat to you sir and on that note let's take a small break hey what's Hey, it's Kelly from Bra is a Murder. We all know the holidays provide the perfect excuse to get a little more glammed up than usual. Thrive Cosmetics is a new beauty brand I've discovered recently, offering high-performance, award-winning products that are both vegan and cruelty-free. And right now, they have some amazing discounted sets that are perfect for gifting. Plus, for every product you buy, they donate to help a woman thrive. Talk about spreading holiday cheer. Thrive Cosmetics products are made with high-performance, skin-loving ingredients. Their clinically proven formulas highlight your best features and improve your skin over time. All Thrive products are formulated without parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. A lot of holiday sets available right now include a free tube of Thrive Cosmetics' best-selling liquid lash extensions mascara. This mascara is so popular, one is sold every five seconds. It mimics the look of lash extensions without the glue or the cost and actually supports longer-looking lashes over time. This flake-free, smudge-free, and clump-free mascara has more than 7,000 five-star reviews and won Glamour's Best Clean Beauty Products of 2020 award for Best Mascara. I know when I paired the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara with their Brilliant Eye Brightener, my eyes were really popping during all my Zoom chats. Thrive Cosmetics never tests on animals and has been Leaping Bunny and PETA certified as completely vegan and cruelty-free. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics helps women in need thrive by donating funds and products. Start thriving and help women in need today by going to thrivecosmetics.com slash bruh for 15% off your first purchase. That's thrive, C-A-U-S-E, medics.com slash B-R-U-H. What's up, everyone? It's me, Battle. And yeah, today it's just Battle. So my last recording, or our last recording that we did, my audio messed up, so I have to re-record by myself so you won't hear the normal back and forth between Andre and I during my crime that I'm going to tell you. But, give you a little update about myself. I don't know if you follow me on social media, but we finally moved into our new house. Luckily, there wasn't much I had to do to the new house other than putting in ceiling fans in the bedrooms because there are no ceiling fans in the bedrooms. I don't know about you, but if you buy a house, make sure there are ceiling fans. It's just so much better to circulate the air 
But not only that, it also helps with summer cooling cost, if you know what I mean. Because electricity could be expensive sometimes. So my case today is something that is chilling, but then not so chilling. But then it's something that has closure. At least after a while, of course. Today I'm going to talk about a Fort Jackson soldier named Sergeant First Class Johnny Johnson. He was 36 years old, and he went missing back in December of 2015. You know, for a case that actually made news headlines, there wasn't a lot of information about who was Sergeant First Class Johnson. Other than that, he was in the military, and he went missing. And another crazy thing about this case, too, is that I went to the Richland County Service Department to look up a missing persons report for him, and I wasn't able to find anything, except it was really weird with Google. There was something with a Google search engine, and when I would click on it, it would go to their website. Then I would get this really random 404 error message, like a page not found, which was really weird. So today, instead of giving you his background information, what I want to do is to provide a timeline of when he went missing and some events that happened leading up to him going missing. So everyone knows that I absolutely hate cold cases because there really is no closure. I just think it's so eerie that people can go missing and no one knows what happens to them. Especially since there's an abundance of cell phones and cameras and cameras are everywhere. I just don't know how you all think about people going missing in the era of tech. Let us know what you think, please. So, December 8th of 2015, this was the last time Johnson was actually seen and he was seen by his neighbor. As the days go by, people are starting to worry about him. Like, yo dude, where are you? And I know for me, when I was in the military, if I didn't muster up or show up for roll call or whatever, people would be on the phone immediately trying to call me, trying to figure out where I'm at, either to make sure I'm all right or just to chew me a new ass because that's what happens in the military they're all about accountability and knowing every fucking thing that you do it's annoying but i don't know whatever and i know andre definitely has had that happen to like where someone has gone missing but whatever well not missing but didn't show up on time for something in december 10th of 2015 Johnson is finally reported missing by a friend, and that's just two days after his neighbor had seen him. I'm assuming that the friend that actually reported him missing was a military friend, like a battle buddy. Not me as a battle buddy, but someone that you can trust that's going to have your back. I am a battle buddy, but I'm not everyone's battle buddy all the time. So, between the 10th through the 14th of December... Lead investigators end up pulling back bank records for Johnson to see exactly where he was. They're trying to figure out, okay, where did he make his last pay, his last purchase? What was he doing? And what was crazy is that 
there wasn't any record of him using his cell phone or they didn't talk about cell phone pings because I know you can do this little thing with triangulation to try to figure out where his phone was pinged and things like that, but they didn't mention that. They only talked about pulling up bank records. I would have done both and I would have also looked at all kinds of cameras in the area to see if they could see him. Through the bank records, they were actually able to place him at a gas station filling up his vehicle, and that was December 7th, so a day before he was actually seen by his neighbor. Immediately, people start to search, and they get really hopeful that they're going to find him. However, that's when the case gets cold. No one was able to find him. No one was able to figure out where he was. Nothing. He was just gone. He vanished. Eventually, the case does get transferred to a cold case unit. And this is, of course, three years after his disappearance. So they did try to look for him. And it took a while before they actually called it a cold case. But it eventually became a cold cold case. There were flyers that were released and notifications. I believe there is something on the local sheriff's department website, but because of certain events, which I will eventually go into, they have since been taken down. The sheriff's department tried everything they could to find Johnson. However, there was no luck. So fast forward to February of 2019, they searched again, nothing, still nothing. May of 2019, they searched together and nothing. So again, let's go forward to December of 2019, you know, when everything was still fine. So just this last December, according to WCSC, an unnamed person was walking about a half a mile from Johnson's home and made this grim discovery. Keep in mind that Years have already passed, and from 2015 until 2019, this was a cold case. The walker, or the uh, the unnamed person that was walking, found a body part, specifically a decomposed jawbone. Yes, you heard it, a jawbone. So this evidence was collected, and on January 31st of this year, Cherokee County Sheriff Department deployed a deputy to go investigate the area where the jawbone was found with a cadaver dog. It did take some time for them to identify and do a forensics exam on the actual remains that they found, but guess what? It was a while that they actually found something. And that was because it. This was mostly due because of, you guessed it, COVID 19. Side note COVID 19 has been pretty shitty, if you get what I'm saying. So eventually, October 30th of this year. A forensics team was able to confirm that the DNA in the jawbone was a match to Johnson's DNA. It's crazy because at the beginning of this case, Sheriff Leon Lott said, In cases like this, the family just doesn't know what we don't know. 
Nobody knows what happens and you just want to find closure. Even if it's a suicide, you want to have that answer on what actually happened. And Sergeant First Class Johnny Johnson was ruled that he killed himself. It was suicide. They couldn't find any other evidence and that's what closure we have I haven't looked at Reddit or anything like that, but I just think it's so wild that his remains were fine were found pretty close to his house. I think it was like a mile and a half from his house, I believe I said. And they weren't able to find any evidence of him going missing, so maybe like he was murdered and his body was dropped back there later, years later. I don't know. There's nothing else and this is all speculation, but I just think it's wild that they searched, they searched for years, they researched, and could not find him. And it just so happens some random walker found a jawbone, a human jawbone, his jawbone, next to his house, or a mile from his house. It's wild to me. That is my case, and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have an awesome day. And to bring us out, I'll go to my dumb crime. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I got a segue. Bro, <laughs> I, I, I can't help it. I'm so... I've lost friends because of, like, you know, depression. So I'm super passionate about it. And I'm sorry. Let's make it a little funnier right now. Thank you, a- Andre. He's just so... He's just so popular. People just be calling him. Must be nice. <laughs> it was my mom. Oh, I love I love that. Moms. Alright, go ahead. <laughs> so, Q Rock 100.7. I found a really funny crime. So you know you drinking with your friends, you know, having a good time. Get bulletproof vests on. And test out, make sure that they're working. You know, the bulletproof vests with real guns. Yes, this I've happened. never done that, no. <laughs> well, oh, well, you obviously don't know Charles Eugene Ferris and Christopher Hicks. Actually, I do know them. They're from Arkansas, Arkansas. Well, Charles and Christopher, two Ark, what do they call them? Arcan- two men from Arkansas. Arcanites? Arcanites? I have no idea. That sounds cool. They were, you know, having a good night drinking and eventually ended up in the hospital. They're just like, whoa, why am I here? And they're like, look, motherfuckers, this is what you decided to do. You decided to... Well, first they tried to lie. They tried to say that they were hired for a secret mission that involved following someone through Hobbs State Park. But then... But then... Charles' wife ends up going to the hospital and was like, no, these drunk motherfuckers did something else. She had a different story to tell. Sorry, I'm talking like that. That's terrible. No, what they do? They had been drinking on the back porch at Charles' house. And he had his bulletproof vest on. He asked his friends, Christopher, to shoot 
just to make sure that it worked. As one would, yeah. You know, I'm like, all right, dude, I don't know if you want me to do this, but okay. So the vest did stop the bullet. It left a little painful mark on his chest. And that upset Charles. So Christopher ends up putting on the vest and Charles unloads the whole clip, the whole magazine into Christopher's back. They both survived. The bulletproof vest worked. I don't recommend anyone trying this. So both people both, <laughs> both men were charged, arrested and charged with felony aggravated assault. On each other. Yes. And they were released on a $5,000 bond. The judge had to issue a no contact order between them. Oh, it's not cross lovers though. <laughs> they both faced up to six years in prison and a maximum fine of $10,000. So, but what? I mean, they, they, they did it to each other. I should be like, I should cancel it out, you know? <laughs> no, dude, you do not unload a clip into someone or shoot someone just to validate that a but bulletproof sensing. <laughs> I would never consent to being shot with a real gun. I guess they would, but no. Oh, yeah, but if you would it's consent, my- should you be held accountable for that? I mean, in the event something bad happened, could you imagine if Charles missed on accident because he's drunk? Bro, I know when I'm drunk, I could barely say this road called... Actually, when I'm sober, there's a road that's called East Mallard Creek Church Road. Realize I say it that way because if I try to say it fast, it does not work. So yes, that's my dumb game. Don't shoot each other unless it's unless a video you're game. <laughs> no, Andre. But no. hey, go on the show notes <laughs> for the hotline number. Go clear the links. There's like merch, there's donations, there's our social media stuff, the playlist for the musical show, including this song coming up next. Bye. See ya, Pam. I've been good this year Make your list and check it twice I'll leave you a note right here Underneath the Christmas lights Carols and bells None of them help I still feel blue I just wanna need a fancy watch You can give the elves a break No, you can't make it in the shop You can't put it on your sleigh You know me so well Nobody else can do what you do I just want